This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, we review season five of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Plus, Keanu Reeves' Constantine is getting a sequel. Warner Brothers Discovery still hasn't found their guy to run DC films, and they have bigger problems than that. And we may be waiting a while for the next Star Wars movie. Also, quick reactions to She-Hulk and House of the Dragon and a lot more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, September 19th, 2022. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hey, what's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, world-renowned sensei, flew in from his dojo. They call him the Chosen Rugs. We call him Rugsy-san, but we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? <laughs> yeah, I wax off, but I never wax on. Oh, never wax on on the same I'm always day. waxing off. You know how exhausted yeah. I am after the wax off part? I can't get to the <laughs> wax on part. Yeah, well, you have to put the wax on to get the wax off, I think. Is that how it works? I don't know. Anthony, we know. Anthony, do you, do you paint up yeah. and down and then you wax off, or do you do the wax on and then you paint? I forget yeah, he's a young buck. He's probably... <laughs> He's got, got plenty no, of wags. I got nothing to add to this. <laughs> I'm just saying. The He's stroke, like, nothing I say is going to make me sound good. Your, no, there's no good, no good answer to that. This, yeah. Your stroke is important. And all the movement comes from the elbow. That's all. That's right. Not the wrist. You have to practice every day. Yes. And you, have, it's, it, you know, practice your breathing. You know, look, always look eye. Remember. Yeah. More, more about. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi said it. Look right. eye. Yes. Look I, eye. Always look eye. I know son. That's good advice. Words to live by. More karate talk later. I wonder if uh, Louis C.K. always look eye when he did <laughs> when he gets into it when he's waxing out and off. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he does. You got to make eye contact. <laughs> uh, but first, let's dive into some geek news right now. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. I mean, I legit thought that's how you learn karate after watching that movie, and you could just be a karate master, like. Yeah, my That's, dad tried to co-op that, make me fucking do chores around the house. Cut the lawn, and you will learn how to do a flying kick. What? Okay, I'll do it. I don't know how this applies. Uh, okay, let's start with some news here. Got a lot of Warner Brothers news this week. From we, the nation? From Not from the nation. That's later. Oh. News from the Warner Brothers Discovery Nation. We've kind of been flip-flopping every week, right? The one week is all Warner Brothers news. Last week was all Marvel Disney. This week, back Warner Brothers news. In a piece of news that I feel like we may have willed into existence because a few weeks ago, we did our latest edition of What the Fuck Happened. It was uh, episode 448 with the ginger geek, Matt Delhauer. And he had just randomly chosen the movie Constantine from 2005. What the Fuck Happened, of course, is where we take a big budget comic book movie that bombed and Delhauer sarcastically recaps it. And we try to dive in to find out what the fuck happened. However, this time, though, 
it kind of backfired. Uh, Anthony, you were there, right? We watched this movie. Of course. Well, I was there, yes. You were there. I was there. I, but you were, that was our 18th What the Fuck Hackman, and I think you've only been on like five of them. So <laughs> That's true. Usually That's it's true. Rugboy. Rugboy missed that one. I'll get to Rugs. But we watched it, and we were like, you know what? This movie's not bad. Uh, turns out it, it was kind of, we, we kind of watched it and forgot about it. And I feel like Warner Brothers listens to the podcast because they just announced that they are bringing back Constantine for a sequel with Keanu Reeves, original director Francis Lawrence, who debuted his directing debut on this movie. Akiva Goldsman is writing the screenplay. J.J. Abrams is producing. Holy shit. Oh, shit. Uh, it's probably just a coincidence, but I feel like we might they uh, we, we made this happen. That's awesome. Uh, they just have to hire Greg Weissman to be their uh, Kevin Feige. Oh, we'll get Take to that. Advice. Yeah, they still need a guy. But, yeah. uh, Anthony, what do you think of this Constantine sequel? We were kind of uh, hyped at the end. We were like, oh, I want to see more Keanu. This is, uh, this is part of the ongoing Keanu-sans. It's still going. It's still going. Keanu's still hot. And I think a lot of people have looked back at that movie and gone, not comic book accurate, but not a bad movie. Actually kind of fun. Interesting th- stuff in there. Creative direction. And Keanu's hot right now, so why not? So, yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I mean, it made $200 million back in 2005, and it's gone on to have a cult hit, and it has, like, diehard fans who have been asking for a sequel. Rugs, you weren't on that episode. What are you? Do you remember Constantine 2005? I do. What's your take on this movie? What do you think about uh, it? I was, since I knew about Constantine and read, like, Hellblazer and stuff, yeah. I was disappointed yeah. about all the changes that they made, so well, that kind of tarnished. Yeah, my because uh, I don't even care if the movie's like great. If it's not comic accurate, I can't really give it a hundred mm. points or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to deduct points for that. So, um, but nonetheless, it was still an entertaining film, and I thought it was well done and pretty well directed. So, uh, yeah, it's not a bad movie by that account. If you're just going in there blind, you don't know anything about Constantine, right? Yeah, you, you can enjoy yourself. Uh, I just don't think if you're a lifelong Constantine fan waiting for a Constantine movie. That's the, that's the movie that's going to satisfy you. Yeah. And that bugged me initially too. When I first watched it, because of course, if you read the comics, Constantine has blonde hair and he's British and it's not what they did with his personality's different. His per- yeah. yeah. His personality's a little different. This as a reimagining though, uh, I, I, at the end of it, I was like, you know what? This is pretty vision. It's visually, very impressive. You got Peter Stormari in a white suit as the devil. It's amazing. Uh, I walked. Out, I was like, "This is actually a pretty decent movie." So I'm I'm in on them bringing him back because at the end we were like, "We love Matt Ryan, right? Who is he's done the TV Constantine? Yeah, and he nails it." Uh, a following follow up story to this is they were developing a Constantine TV show and a Madame X TV show. I think with Matt Ryan, possibly. That's been canned, in, and they're putting out a movie. So this is more of Je- uh, Z- David Zaslav over there, CEO, moving things from streaming to theatrical. Um, but I kind of, I'm kind of excited. I'm Before we get started. Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> I, oh, I meant to press this one. I'm kind of excited to see Keanu return 
as this version of Constantine, what movie wasn't happening? I got to give it another spin because, uh, yeah, I remember it being enjoyable, but I was like, man, uh, so maybe I, I, won't, I won't be so hung up on it now because I'm so used to nothing being like the comics anymore, you know? Right. Uh, so I mean, Tilda yeah. Swinton is in it for some reason, and you're like, what's Tilda Swinton doing in this? And she's good. Yeah, wasn't it. she Gabriel? Rachel Weiss is in it. Yeah, Gabriel. She's the Archangel Gabriel. Digimon Hunsu is in it. Oh, Digimon Hunsu is in it too. Digimon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you yeah. go in, I don't see, I, I don't have any connection to Constantine. So yeah. I watched the movie completely fresh and went, this is pretty good. I don't know why this was hated on. And that's probably 90% of people who watched it felt the same way. Right. Nobody really cares that he's uh, not like Keanu, but fuck, I'll take Keanu all day and everything. Can't wait for the next John Wick. Uh, and I can't wait for that's all we know is I who knows when this is coming out. But man, that first movie being uh, given new life is amazing. Listen, you don't see yeah. that very often, no. too. Anyways, in the, in the like movies that have been released in the 2000s, right? Getting a sequel 17 years later, that doesn't happen very often. So I think we're getting to the point where like the early 2000s stuff is now going to be retro. Retro is now yes. part of the 80s. Yes. <laughs> so like. You know, Generation Z, they think everything is the 80s. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's 17 years ago, almost 20 years ago. That's a whole generation. That's one generation. Well, the, early, cycle. the early 2000s were a time of big budget movies, but people didn't, there wasn't, everyone was trying everything. Yeah. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't the formula. There wasn't the, the big universe. Everyone was just putting things out, hoping the name would draw it, but then having all these different directions on it and loose takes yeah, and well, that, yeah it was definitely the, different things the blockbuster era after jurassic park kind of like reinvite like reinv- reinvigorated yep. what the fuck uh the blockbuster thing where uh, you know star wars had it for a while indiana jones had it for a while and then all of a sudden okay now we're back into blockbusters like because i think that like the the star wars re-release is kind of like jump-started that shit and then they fucking just started putting out these big blockbusters every week it was like a huge thing the prequels, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Starting in well, the yeah, late. You also had Spider Man came out in yep. was it two thousand two? Yep, two thousand two and X Men. That was two thousand. Oh, that's yeah. Right. They started spending mucho dinero on these films mm-hmm. and like putting effects in and getting uh, directors like that were like known for other shit like Ang Lee's directing the Hulk and shit. And, you know. Yeah, it's the two thousands are gonna be retro. Just two thousand, just for yeah. reference. Yeah, the year two thousand. Yeah, Mission Impossible. The first, the be- the highest ranked movie was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh God, really? Min- Mission Impossible Two, yeah. Gladiator, Perfect Storm, Meet the Parents, X Men. Oh, Gladiator and Perfect Storm. I remember those, of course. But yeah, the, the two thousand one. Harry Potter came out in the Sorcerer's Stone, ah, Shrek, yep. Monsters, Inc., Rush Hour 2, The Mummy Returns, Pearl Harbor, Jurassic Park 3, Planet of the Apes, Hannibal, Lord of the Rings. But it's full Fellowship on blockbusters the right there. 2001, yeah, yeah that's yeah. when it really... Wow, wow, we love. Yeah. Here's another weird thing to think about. Like In the 90s, they made that 70s show. If you made that show now, it would be about the 2000s. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how uh, crazy all that is. I mean, the early 2000s were people were wearing... Baggy clothes and bear midriffs. Yeah. yeah, bear midriffs. Sex was about, everywhere. Like, like yeah, the fun teen, kind. Teen girls were <laughs> sexed up. You know, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera's yeah. hair was all different colors. Yes. 
Ah, this is this is this this is uh, this is when Imran was forty two, so he doesn't find it nostalgic. Yeah, Baywatch <laughs> was like the number one show on TV. No, that was the nineties. Oh, was it? Yeah, I thought the I thought the Carmen Electra years were in the two thousand. Dude, the year two thousand for me was all about waiting for Spider Man to come out and getting no, news. The about year two thousand, you were underneath your desk thinking Y two K was going to yeah, happen. I'm going to sell some water on the corner. Y two K safe water. Uh, I didn't freak out that much. You'd think I would have, but I mean, I was younger. I didn't. Care. I was like, "Oh, bring it on! Let's see the apocalypse. I'm down. Let's go." Two thousands, yeah, yeah. interesting time. Yes. Definitely a blockbustery time. Yeah, we're going back with Constantine. Oh uh, uh, yeah, lots, I, lots of bad things happen. Listener, let us know what you think about Constantine coming back, or do you prefer to pronounce it Constantine? I don't know. Either pronunciation is is uh, okay. Uh, join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. There's a link in the show notes. It is a closed, exclusive group just for you. Lots of fun geek uh, p- things going on in there. Spoiler threads, geek news. Stay up to date within our Facebook group. Okay, moving on. More uh, Warner Brothers news. We also threw in another article yes, in there. I got that. You want to look at this that up. So we're going to start with an update. A couple weeks ago, we talked about how they were looking at Dan Lin, executive turned producer, to be the guy to head the DC Films uh, vertical of this new Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, they were talking to him. I felt good about it. I'd never heard of him. It seemed like it was a good deal. Well, Dan Lin is not the guy. Oh, he's shit. out. They are still Dan Lin. Dan Land. Lin. Not, what did I say? Land. Dan Lin. Dan Lin, not the guy. They still need a Kevin Feige. And they, uh, Anthony, you've sent me this one article that I, uh, I had read and it was on my radar. And there's a lot of interesting things in here. Um, the headline being from Variety, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has bigger problems than its DC search. Uh, what are some takeaways from this article, Anthony? Yes. So first, obviously, they don't they don't have Dan Lin. So that's they don't have a they they have they found it very difficult to find their own Kevin Feige. And you got Walter Hamada just sitting there as DC Films president going, he's like, hey, what am I chop liver. What am I doing What's over going here? On? I'm in the room, people. Yeah. And a, a lot of people are obviously looking at this job as maybe a tougher job than oh, yeah. and that no one really wants. Oh yeah. Cuz the Warner Brothers, Disney, Warner Media Discovery is, excuse me, not Disney, is not spending as much on things either and they're definitely trying to make money. Um but I think the biggest thing that I found in this article is there's a lot of speculation that they're setting themselves up to be bought out by NBC Universal. Oh, oh, shit. oh shit. Comcast. Notably. Comcast. Yeah, so yeah. That owns, owns NBC yep. Universal, aka Peacock. The cock. And as one executive puts it on here, the cock sucks. <laughs> so if they can get this content onto the cock, you might actually have a, another player in the in the streaming universe instead of having Peacock and HBO Max separate. Is the cock that big? Is it like is it is it a strong company? You mean the street, the streaming service? Probably not. I think a lot of people don't. Well, even just the no, just the the uh, the brand in itself. I mean, it has everything NBC on there, right? NBC and, Universal and yeah. Comcast. Yeah, yeah, and they finally started putting their first run shows once they air. Then they'll put it on the cock. But the cock is not great. I did watch this show called The Resort. It was okay. It had Christina Milioti in there. Well, like. I got some. I got some info on the cock. You want to hear it? Yes. Yeah. Tell me all what about the your cock. Tell me about cock. the cock. The cock ended Q2 with 27 million active users, okay. of which 13 million were paid subscribers. Okay, half of them. That's a million. They actually lost a million quarter over quarter. 
20% of the subs use ad-free version. Yeah. The streamer lost $467 million, and parent company Comcast advised that the cock will continue to post a loss for the remainder of the year, and then that's it. So in comparison, HBO Max Discovery has 92.1 million subscribers. Disney, at the end of Q2, had 152 million subscribers. Netflix lost a 970,000, but they're still at 220.7 million dollars. The other other one is Paramount. They have 43 million subscribers. So, the cock is clearly the lowest. Yeah, Disney. If you add Hulu and ESPN, that brings them close to Netflix's 220 million. With already. Hulu, they have four, Hulu is another 46 million, and I don't have the ESPN. But yeah, they if if you actually add all three up, they have more than Netflix. They, yeah, they actually, which is crazy that because Netflix was always the leader with this 220 million. Uh, so is is Zaslav's move to just get it into a spot where they're not losing money and then fucking sell it? That would be crazy because you have Disney who just merged with Fox, absorbed with Fox, became giant, and now you'll have Comcast that will have NBC. Yeah, they'd, they'd have to work through the antitrust stuff. Yes. But yeah, I mean, that's and, potentially wow. where this is going. So you, I think uh, I saw the series The Offer, yeah, which is um, about the, the Godfather yeah. being made. Yeah. And I think Paramount was in a similar situation. They were they were trying to prop themselves up to be profitable so they could sell it off. Oh. It was owned by some conglomerate, right? Yeah. And uh, then Paramount's owned by, I believe, I think it's Paramount is the, the, the conglomerate, but you might be wrong there. Keep going. No, no, no. It was owned by some other thing in, at the time of The Godfather. Oh, gotcha, it, was owned, gotcha. it was owned by something else. And then they were trying to sell it off to something like to another company. And then. They got so much bad press for doing the Godfather and like dealing with the mafia that like it tanked their stock, and they're like, mm-hmm. we can't sell it now because we won't make any money. So they had to wait for the Godfather to come out, and then they decided to 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 stick with it for a while, I guess. But like, yeah, they need to like basically do the same thing. They need something to hit so the value goes up, and then they could sell it and make a profit. And well, um, what it looks like they're doing is instead just not spending as much, cut, yeah, keep cutting things. So. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. I mean, I think that'd be a huge, huge merger. I think I think these mergers are kind of inevitable because, as we've discussed before, there's too many streamers. So I think these mergers will be inevitable and we'll only have like two or three, yeah. three, you know, two to three, four, maybe big ones. And then the rest. But then, yeah, I think four is all you need. But, but yeah. you end up having like just four major studios then that are just making movies. Right. With all these sub studios, which is. Kind of crazy. Like, there's a lot out there right now. Uh, this other article you sent me, Anthony, there's another way that uh, Zaslav can make some money for yeah. uh, Warner Brothers, who traditionally, you know, they have their streaming service, HBO Max. They would keep all, all their IP and not license it out, put it on their streaming service. But now, well, uh, maybe- I mean, as as we've been, you guys have been talking about, by the way, there's a dog barking in the background. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rings of Power, yes, is part of Lords of the Rings, and that's owned by Warner Brothers. Yet, yes, Amazon, yes. it's on Amazon for right? some reason because yeah. they've licensed that content out to Amazon, and they see benefit in having their properties licensed out to other studios and making a little bit of money off that, getting a little exposure. They think by doing that, they get a little exposure because people are going to want to watch, you know, the Lord of the Rings on their their place on their streamer, and. Part of this article that I sent you is they're even looking at shopping Batman 
Oh my God! Shopping and Batman the, I, the whole IP around to streamers. Whoa! Batman the Creep Crusader was originally planned oh, for HBO cartoon. Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. But uh, they're uh, at this in this article. It looks like Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu are the contenders for getting Batman Keep Crusader on on their on their platform. I hope somebody picks that up. I really want to see that. But yeah, right now, think about it. It's weird. You have to go to Amazon to watch this Lord of the Rings prequel that they paid millions, hundreds of millions of dollars for. But if you want to watch Lord of the Rings. You got to go to HBO Max to See, watch Lord of the Rings. I think if they do get someone in there to to write the ship, then this stuff becomes a non non issue. But since they don't have anyone in there to like say this is the direction we're going to go with our IP, they they're just like, "Oh, we're just going to fucking license it out." Also fun fact, uh I've looked at what Amazon how Amazon Prime does in terms of or not does, but what they what they're measuring success as, and they're the only streamer that doesn't measure success necessarily in views. They look at it as incorporating people into their into their universe of oh. Amazon. Oh, so okay. It's another it's another benefit to being a Prime member. Right. So you're a Prime member. You get the free delivery. You also get music. You get TV. You get storage space. You get all these different things. So they look at more look at it more as it's a bundle. Just another benefit. A bundle yeah. of things you get. I mean, that's true. That's not their main, you know, strategy. Right. Whereas all these other streamers are looking at it as they need, yeah, they need the views. Yeah. Yeah, Just a little different mindset with Amazon. I mean, and this is, you know, Warner Brothers thinking this way is a huge change. In that other article, it does mention that people who were around before with Jason Keillor and AT&T, they say it so far, it's been a vast improvement, uh, the moves that this guy's making. But I think... He's going to open up the doors. Like, you know, it says in here, open for business, either sell off the whole thing or start licensing things out, which could be crazy because then you could see other studios uh, well, using DC characters. The, 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 the elephant in the room is if it's up for sale and in 2024, yeah. does Disney buy it? Oh, shit. Disney could step in because I and believe... you would just have Marvel and DC all under one universe. Because I believe when they were trying to buy Fox, Comcast was the other big heavy that they were trying to yeah. outbid. It came down to them, those two that had enough money. And Comcast, if you look at their... What are they worth, Anthony? Look that up. They're fucking huge. Like, I believe Comcast. it's like in the trillions, possibly. Uh, look it up. Uh, back to the Go job ahead. of being the DC guy. I love this quote from this other article. It says, quote, Zaslav doesn't know what he doesn't know. That's scary. And you're always going to be compared to Marvel. It's unfair. By the time they were being judged, it was working. It's the exact opposite at Warner. It's rough all around. Who the fuck would want that job? Uh, that's what I was saying. It's like, this is a fucking tough job to be the DC guy. Com- Comcast in revenue did 116 billion dollars in 2021 holy shit 116 billion that's it (laughs) (laughs) just a little just a drop it in the bucket no jesus 116 billion that's a big that's a they're a big company dude no big deal for comparison disney did uh 67.4 billion see yeah that's that's quite that's quite a big jump over disney yeah I mean, Disney's huge, but like Comcast and Apple are like bigger. So Apple's got a lot of money. Too. People don't realize. Uh, People don't realize. Of course they, they realize. Yeah. I mean, I guess they money. realize it, but <laughs> like again, they're low key with their streaming service, and but their 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 market worth is Apple. Huge. You yeah. want to know what they did in yes twenty twenty one yeah three hundred sixty five billion billion three hundred holy shit holy well these have all been billions yeah but, yeah but yes. like tripling fucking Comcast I thought that was a big number. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, they make uh, all the devices. Here, Amazon. Yeah. What do they make? Four hundred sixty-nine billion. Get the fuck out! Really? Yeah. <laughs> they, or they, they must <laughs> have these numbers just keep going up. Dick. Holy shit! Amazon <laughs> has the biggest dick. That that must have been That's the right. biggest. Fucking Bezos. And Peacock's got the smallest the dick. Isn't that, isn't got, that weird? I know. Yeah. Well, they're they're uh, they're one sixteen. They they make more than Disney. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, they make a hundred million more than Disney. One sixteen billion. Yeah. Disney does sixty something billion. Oh shit. Yeah. So yeah, and that deal, like you said, can't happen until April twenty twenty four. So we'll see the moves he makes. He's putting con- oh Netflix no. twenty nine point seven billion. That's it. They're the lowest right now of the of, of the ones I've looked up. You know, just a cl- cl- just a cool twenty seven twenty nine billion. <laughs> it's nothing. They didn't I make my that's ass just revenue. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing. Wait, yeah. but the question I had about the Constantine is: Does it matter okay. if like? He is in the DCEU or it's a separate thing. That's going to no, be. No, it doesn't good, matter. Right? This one, no. Okay. The Keanu one, no. It's like its own thing. That's what they like. That's what they're doing. It's pointless to even try and right. do that. So then it actually works in their favor. Okay. We cannot, uh, anytime we talk about Warner Brothers, we can't close out without talking about Ezra Miller. Of course, you know that was coming. It's going to happen. Uh, when last we checked in, the Ezra Miller apparently visited Warner Brothers and said, they were getting therapy and they were working on it. The fact that they were going to cancel, possibly cancel the flash being one of the options. Uh, absolutely a wake up call. I think for the Ezra Miller, but there's this amazing article out from vanity fair, uh, that you should check out. It's quite in depth. It's very long. It's well-written. It documents everything. There's some, a couple of interesting things in here. Uh, that I thought give you some more insight into the Ezra Miller. Uh, this one line goes, since 2020, the actor has been accused of crimes and abuses spanning 6,000 miles and two oceans. <laughs> so that's the extent of his uh, rampage. So here's another quote I pulled off of this article. It says, three people say Miller has also wrapped the superhero they play into their grandiose speechifying the actor says one source was quote claiming that the flash is the one who brings the multiverse together just like jesus so people are saying he's got a little bit of a messiah complex here that he's comparing himself to jesus and the devil uh this other quote from one person that vanity fair talked to a bunch of people who have been hanging around his vermont farm and have interactions with them in the last few years this one says quote ezra is jesus and tokata this tokata iron eyes the, the the girl that he was allegedly grooming Ezra is Jesus and Tokata is an apocalyptic Native American spider goddess and their union is supposed to bring about the apocalypse. And that's the real reason everyone is so opposed to them being together. Makes sense. Yeah. They don't want you don't want to bring the apocalypse together. You got to keep them. No. This is what the Ezra Miller means. Also, the article kind of implies that like he he just said he's getting therapy and maybe he's not going to really be that serious about therapy. And the funniest thing is all of these articles end with the same line, which is uh, the Flash is currently set to arrive in theaters on June 23rd, 2023. Like this movie is still coming out, uh, which is amazing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what comment on any of this. Did you guys have you guys heard any of this? There's really not much to talk about. I just wanted to fill everybody in on what's going on with the Ezra Miller. Yeah, (laughs) this is this is. This is none of this is surprising. Let's just hope they can keep their shit together until this movie comes out. Oh my god, it's this still a long. That's really all it is. That's really all that we're just playing. We're just sitting on pins and needles, waiting until this guy or 
girl or whatever the hell he wants to be called. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm done trying to trying to figure for, trying to try, I'm done trying to figure out what 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 they should be called. Um, yeah, I, I, they just got to wait. They got to we just got to wait it out and cross their fingers and provide them all the support they need until then. And then once the movie comes out, you just wash your hands of it. The only grooming they should be doing is someone's hair. That's it. That's it. Just blow dry some. Do some blowouts. I mean, he. So also, also the <laughs> Stop article with the other kind of grooming. The article mentions his parents recently got divorced in 2019, and that's kind of where some of the. These, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, he he right. He was unable to deal with his parents' divorce in 2019, and this is where a lot of all these incidents started. After that. Oh my God! Please. So uh, yeah. You know, there's there's also details about his farm in Vermont where he's growing marijuana and there's guns around and he's trying to start a cult. And honestly, it sounds kind of fun. I would go visit. I kind of want to smoke some. Ezra, weed and guns. Ezra, yeah, weed and guns. They go together really well. Babies with bullets in their mouths, just playing with bullets. Uh, some amazing stories. It's just, a, it's just a, a big mess. That's all it is. At the end of the day, it's like. <laughs> Every time that they get done with this, there's always some other shit coming out. If he put out a strain of marijuana, I would totally buy it. I would buy his. You cannabis. definitely would. You, I want, you want to delu- you want to have delusions of grandeur <laughs> yes, like this guy. This strain of sativa will make you think you're a cult leader. Oh shit! Check it out. Smoke it. Uh, absolutely. Sign me up. Where do I buy Ezra Miller sativa? <laughs> he was really good, or they were really good in the what you call it. Confessions of a Wallflower. Perks of being a Wallflower. Perks of being a Wallflower. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. And then there's another movie that they're in that was pretty good that I haven't seen. Where he plays like a. We need to talk about. Use some kid yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, we need to talk well, about somebody. He's played yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of like kind of uh, like these these characters who have these issues, right? I wonder how much of it is just him pulling from himself. But other people have said he's been nothing but professional on set and been nice and normal. So. I, I have a theory that a lot of actors are kind of nuts yeah cara delvin has been having some breakdowns i saw something about like she's walking around the airport without shoes on I mean, to, 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 to revolve your life around pretending pretending to be someone else yeah i don't know i feel like that's uh that can put you in a weird mental space yeah it makes you a genius actor yeah no i agree like there's there's a little bit of then dis- you throw in fame and yeah glory and money and you know That'll rock, that can rock you if you don't know what to expect all of a sudden, right? You don't know how to handle mm-hmm. yourself. You're young. You got I'm sh- and he, the, he was probably picked as a, a young, you know, he was acting at a young age or they were acting at a young age. Uh, you know, not, not to make excuses for him, just saying. Well, at the same time, you have somebody like Timothy Chalamet, right? Who's also like a new up and comer. He bro- hasn't broken down yet. He hasn't broken down, but I read this. Uh, there was a, there was an article <laughs> where he said Leonardo DiCaprio gave him two pieces of advice for acting. He said, "No hard don't, drugs and don't date any girls under twenty five years old." Well, no, he should have told him that. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was actually <laughs> no. no, no super- all of, do, you, do you ever see that? Do you ever see that on in the internet? No, the, what the is memes. That? He only dates girls that are under twenty five years old, even to this day. I mean, he should probably get find someone age appropriate. I, the dude is in his fifties now. I don't why? know. I guess he, no, he's why, not. Why? He's like forty eight or something. And why should and why should he find someone age appropriate? <laughs> uh, you say that you say that at your age. I know. You're not Leonardo DiCaprio. And you know the other way around is great too. Look, like <laughs> what's age appropriate for someone who's like forty eight? I want to hear Imran's answer. Uh, yeah. let's see. Uh, 35, I don't know. 30, 30. 
All right. What was what was the advice? I'm sorry, I cut you off. The advice was no hard drugs and no superhero movies. Leonardo DiCaprio told Timothy Chalamet hmm, to interesting. To, yes, to succeed in your career. And I was like, huh, okay. I don't know. I don't know about the superhero movies. The no hard drugs is obvious. But yeah, you know, so, the first one's very obvious. Yeah. So I feel like DiCaprio will never join a Marvel thing. No, he he's so he is his own. He's his own universe. He doesn't need to yeah. do it. I mean, he's got Scorsese. If he, he, would only, he would only need to do it if it was his own personal passion. He project. had his own posse. He did. Yeah. <laughs> when they were young. I mean, ch- check out his list of women that oh, he's yeah. been with. Oh, yeah. We went it's, over that. Yeah. 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 He's amazing. I love Leo. <laughs> yeah, Leo and is I, great. And, I, and when I was growing up, I hated Leo. Really? Just because yeah. he was like the teen heartthrob yep, and yep. everyone loved him. Yep. All the girls loved yep. him and no one paid attention to me. Yeah. And then and they all every, all the girls were watching Titanic over and over, and then they went to see the what was it the island? No, no, not the island. The beach, the beach, yeah, the beach. beach and yeah. they were they were horrified at what they'd seen because it wasn't Titanic. <laughs> uh, and I laughed at that, but yeah. <laughs> but to go from teen heartthrob to just one of the greatest actors He's of our legit generation, actor. I remember him. I used to watch Growing Pains when it like first aired, first run, and I remember when he joined. Yeah, he was the advocate on that show. Yeah, he was the cousin Oliver of the Growing Pains. They brought him in. And I was like, who's this fucking kid? And then you just see him blow up. And yeah, he's phenomenal talent. So. Uh, who's who is is he top what top five of our generation of this generation top three probably of this generation yeah the guys at his age absolutely him what denzel denzel i think is even older though well yeah denzel's older next generation ed norton used to be really good but he just kind of fell ed norton would have been in that generation maybe you're jake chillin tom cruise Cruise? tom cruise is now doing his own tom cruise is now on his like box office run Cruz is also next gen. He's sixty. Like that's that's the older too. Talking about guys who are like late forty. Yeah, yeah. Are, Amor, guys in Imran's age. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like Jake Matt Gyllenhaal. Damon. Yeah, Damon. Yep. Oh, yeah, and you're ben, right. Affleck. ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. Like Jude Law. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. All those guys. But he's bigger. Leo's bigger than all those. I mean, guys. Leo, like Toby Maguire. Leo got yeah. to Scorsese movies, right? That's really what you always aim to do. Like that's when you're like, all right, I'm I made it. I'm fucking in Martin Scorsese movies. So he just he's, he's just great. He's great. He's good. And occasionally he, you know, now I think it'll be funny because he his romantic interest is going to be age appropriate on these movies, which it kind of <laughs> was in like in that don't look up. He had like an age appropriate wife and family. It was just like a normal like middle aged dude. It was just weird. It's funny. <laughs> Let me just name the movies he's done since 2010. OK. Shutter Island. Great movie. Hubble. Inception, Jay Edgar, Django Unchained, oh. Great Gatsby, Wolf of Wall Street, oh. Revenant, Audition, Before the Flood, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ice on Fire, Don't Look Up. I mean, lots of solid movies. That's man. fucking great. Movies. Yeah. One of, I mean, and, and that's like in his, you know, now he's in his 40s. Yeah. That's, that's a great run. He picks good picks good projects. He picks good projects. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Before we get to that last thing in I'm the news. I'm done with my Leo love fest. Leo's <laughs> great. I mean, He's, just, he's adorable in the nineties, and he goes from Jean Claude Van Damme to Leo. <laughs> Look at oh, you could have, you, I love both. I could. Have, yeah. I wish I had both <laughs> for different reasons. I can see that. <laughs> Same reasons. Check out our T Public Shop <laughs> listener if you want to buy a T-shirt or a hoodie or a coffee mug or a cell phone case with our logo with Rug Boy's face. Lots of fun things going on over there. Jockinner.com/slash/shop will take you right there. Okay, last thing in the news, Andor is will be premiering the day this show posts, Wednesday, September twenty first, on the Disney Plus. They are putting out 
the first three episodes, which is great. I love when they put out more than one episode. I think a lot. Are you of- making us watch this? Yes, I'm going to make okay. us watch the first three episodes because here's why. Early reactions have been good, with a caveat that it perhaps starts slow in the first two episodes, but by three it picks up, and four. But what I've heard from people is that this is amazing, and it's going to be. Uh, as good as fucking Mandalorian. Uh, Tony Gower, I just put out an interview saying there is no fan service in uh, Andor, which I love. Like, it's, everything is going to be about the story. We'll serve the story. No forced fan service. But if you've seen the trailers, you're going to see Saul Guerrero, uh, fucking Forrest Whitaker, Mon Mothma, lots of fucking puppets. And it looks like gritty and hardcore, and it looks it looks great. Rugs, are you excited about this? Even though there's, I don't know how no. the buzz is. There's not really. <laughs> I'm not buzz. excited, but I'm going to watch it because I heard it's good. So right? am I excited? I mean, I hear a lot of things are good, and then I watch them like that sucks. <laughs> so uh, I will, uh, you know. Hopefully, I'm I'm looking to see be pleasantly surprised to be, you know, all of a sudden, oh, this is fucking good because I have no interest in this story at all, but. I'll tell you what, the trailers look pretty serious. It looks like it's grounded, so that's good. And so if it's like Rogue One and it's grounded and it has some good characters besides Andor, I'll probably latch onto it. I think it's they, Star Wars. It's Star Wars, and I think they need something like this after Boba Fett and Obi-Wan. So, Anthony, I think this will be something that is that after those, the bar that's set, this is probably gonna just be a lot better because those i mean boba fett was whatever obi-wan it's fun questionable i know you didn't enjoy those so yeah i'm already not looking forward to this and if i watch these first three episodes and i'm not hooked there's a chance i might not watch the rest of it you guys just and you guys just do the review on your own (laughs) that no fair enough i want to see if these three will get you hooked it may be that i mean they're not again the shooting on location it looks epic and big in scale. Do you, do you think it's bad that like a lot of people, and not just Anthony, are like bailing on a lot of these new series that are coming out on the streamers? Uh, you mean uh, Star Wars what? series or like Miss Marvel? Like uh, especially yeah. on Disney, like Miss yeah. Marvel, people Hulk. checked out on that. I feel like She Hulk. Same thing is happening, right? People dumped out of that one. Um, yeah, now with uh, Boba Fett, people are like, "What the fuck is this?" And some people finished Obi Wan because Darth Vader was in it, but. You know, it's just, it's kind of like a shaky ground right now. I mean, I think there's a lot to watch. Now you have House of Dragon and Rings of Power. And- there's just a lot. Yeah, you got actually good shit on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah now you got now you got people putting out heavy hitters and, and actually trying. I mean, the future of Star Wars is like really weird right now. I think it works oh, it's great. So weird. It, it works great on TV when it's done well, like Mandalorian, hopefully Andor. If you are waiting for a Star Wars movie listener, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer as Disney updated its release calendar and they have removed Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron from their schedule entirely. Oh, shit. Hmm. They were. The original plan was, remember, they were going to sandwich Star Wars films between Avatar sequels. So this year we're going to Avatar 2. Next year was going to be a Star Wars movie, then Avatar 3, then a Star Wars movie. The next Star Wars movie won't be out until 2025, and I don't even know what fucking movie it's going to be, because Taika Waititi's working on a thing, Kevin Feige has a Star Wars movie, Ryan Johnson's trilogy may or may not still be alive. Who the fuck knows? Their movie fucking landscape is a mess right now. 
I don't even know what I want to see from Star Wars movies. I am digging the TV shows. I think it just works better on TV. I don't know right now. Who knows? Just, <laughs> like, I'm looking forward to a few things. Like, when they showed those, like, uh, that the the uh, Star Wars preview on the D23 with those uh, short animation things. Oh, I'm like Tales into of, that. Yeah, Tales of the Jedi is uh, coming out. Yeah. I feel like those are always good. And they're short, and you don't have to fucking commit to it, and you could just get a good, a good story dump there, and, and that's great. But a lot of these things, it's like these long commitments to shit that you don't even know what you're getting into. Like with Boba Fett, we all thought we we're gonna get a different show. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. and they keep flipping the script on it, and so it's weird that you're gonna try and make this commitment to a show, and then it's like not really what you bargained for. I mean, the Mando saved that show, really. Those were my favorite episodes. Yeah. Just the ones that didn't have Boba Fett in them. Wow. Which is, yeah, that's not what you want people walking away from. So It wasn't, like, really terrible, but it was just not the show that we wanted. It's just one of those things. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a good time to be into Star Wars and also kind of a weird time, but I love... The future is uncertain. I love Rogue One, and if Tony Gilroy can bring that same aesthetic of this war... Kind of like on the battlefield war, uh, rebellion, spy, thriller to Andor, I'm in. So we'll see. We'll have our review next week. Let's take a break here. We'll play some promos and we're going to come back and talk about the best karate TV show that's ever existed. <laughs> right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey there, everyone. Brian here, host of TV Trivia Pod. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? And what's everyone eating in the post credit scene of Avengers? Play along to TV Trivia Pod anywhere you get podcasts. And stay tuned for more trivia! and nerd. Listener, if you enjoy the show, you should join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis and get benefits, get fun stuff. You get an access to an exclusive podcast feed with bonus content. The shows come out early. There's instant reactions, lots of hours of bonus material on that feed. We also do a monthly hangout on Discord. And you get access to the Patreon-only server this month. It's this week. It's tomorrow as the show posts, Thursday, September 22nd, 8 p.m. Central Time. I will be there. Rugs, unfortunately, is busy. Anthony may show up. Probably not. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but come on. Hang out. Let's see what happens. I will I'll fill you guys in. Uh, it's a lot of fun always to hang out for, eh, it's like two hours casual geek talk. And there's a You Pick It tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie you want. And uh, we did a couple of those the past few weeks. We will do more. But this week, that's it all at Patreon, right? JockandNerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get to this week's review. It is 
season five of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Here's your spoiler. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. The uh, and this seems very uh, soon from the last season, which came out uh, was like uh, New Year's Day, right? Remember, it was the end of the year. Yeah, that's right. Twenty twenty-one, right? Less than a year, we get another season. Uh, Anthony, can you fill us in? Where did we leave off at the end of season four of Cobra Kai? Oh man, season four ended with another All Valley tournament. Of course. Uh, what's Peyton List's character's name? Uh, Tori. Tori wins the All Valley yeah. against Sam. That's right. Yeah. But we find out that uh, Silver paid off the ref, and yes. she finds out uh, that yes. out as well. Sam is disappointed because not only did she lose, but Miguel decided to leave in the midst of the tournament and not support her and forfeited his match because he wants to go find his daddy in Mexico. Yeah. And Hawk wins the All Valley for uh, Team Yagi Do Eagle Fang for the men beating uh Robbie but Miyagi-Do overall lost the tournament because of the loss that Sam had against Tori so Miyagi-Do has to shut down Cobra Kai is reigning supreme and that's where we're at starting this episode because oh and also uh what's his name Terry Silver, Silver. Put, yeah so framed Crease and put him in jail so Silver is now the head of Cobra Kai and he is looking for World domination with Cobra Kai heading into this season. Let's not forget Terry Silver beat the shit out of Stingray and then made Stingray tell the cops that it was Crease, the guy who right. beat you up. That's amazing, right? Just so he could be involved. And yeah, and one more, and one more thing, yeah. Robbie and and uh, Johnny have kind of mended the fences or are going to try to be father and son heading into this season. But Cobra Kai at the height of its power. Opening up this season, uh, we'll dive into some fun things we liked in the season. But, Anthony, overall, what did you think of season five? Is Does this show still deliver Karate Kid goodness? Yeah, I, I think overall it's a very solid season of the show. It still has a lot of fun things in a very ridiculous situation. At the end of the day, we're talking about karate in the valley. Yes. And and everyone discusses this like it's life or death. Yes. And amazing it's 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 as if they discussed winning the valley and silver taking over as if it's trump yeah running for presidency it's it's this important so it it is fun i will say that this season i think wasn't as entertaining as some of the past seasons i liked it a lot but i didn't find it i find it to be a little running out of a little bit of steam i felt like johnny got sidelined a little bit and a lot of the kids stuff got a little sidelined uh-huh now everyone's kind of on the same team which is what you've been rooting for but it also reduces the amount of conflict and now it's just a good a battle of good versus evil yeah which was okay this season was really more focused on on uh danny larusso getting over his fear of silver from karate kid part three which although those characters are have been reinvigorated that's still a shit movie yeah so, <laughs> So we're 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 you know we're tying a lot of this stuff to the worst movie and one of the worst movies in the franchise. But again, I really like the show overall. I'm not saying it's a bad season. I'm just saying I don't know how much steam they have left. The MVP of the season for me is Chosen. He's great. Chosen is never never would have thought I'd wanted to see Chosen, Johnny Lawrence, Danny Larusso teaming up, and then at the end, 
even karate's bad boy mike barnes jumping in high on pcp or whatever the fuck's going on in his head oh my god i never thought i'd want to see all the villains team up with danny larusso that was amazing they do and it's 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 glorious. It's fun. The villains of the three Karate Kid movies team up to fucking take down Terry Silver. It's fucking yeah. amazing. Uh, so there you go. Okay, Rugs, what'd you uh, how'd you feel walking away from this season? Any favorite moments? Well, uh, I think one of the best moments is when they're all at the dealership and they're looking at the map that's glowing and they're like talking about like <laughs> silver taking yeah, over the, the fucking world. Yeah. I'm like, what? What are we? watching here and then somebody opens the door it's like are you guys selling cars or what like what the fuck is going on in here and i'm like yes that's what every person who's watching the show is going who gives a shit if he's teaching people to be assholes i'm like we got every every freaking uh you know everything in the world teaches people to be assholes why do you care but yeah it's uh this is why we have this uh show because because Terry Silver is actually great in this show. Oh, my God. He is like Darth <laughs> fucking Vader in this season, manipulating things, pushing Danny to make him look bad so that he reacts out of frustration and making him seem crazy. That was some fucking top-notch manipulation. The, the, the cringiest thing that happened in this show was the bar fight with the women. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Like, where does this coming from? Like, this girl just all of a sudden just start, like, who starts shit at a bar like that? Yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. Although that was the return happen. of that character yes. from Karate Kid Part 3. What's her name? Uh, uh, Je- uh, Jessica Andrews. Robin Lively name as Jessica yeah. Andrews, who was also in Teen Witch. That year, 1989, she's in Karate Kid 3 and Teen Witch. And I remember Teen Witch. I think I had a little crush but on her. I was like, was oh, there was there a was there some bitch in Karate Kid Part Three that, that was well, trying to fuck with her? Yes, no. There, there was a bully what? girl mentioned apparently in Three, oh. and that was the girl. Oh, okay. and then they also reference like Amanda smashing the dude's car, which is her backstory. But that was uh, just to pull in Mike Barnes and fucking I mean, uh, Jessica Andrews from Karate Kid Three is crazy. Well, what, yeah. what's funny about Karate Kid Three, among besides the fact that it sucks, is jessica andrews robin lively yeah she's introduced as his new love interest but then she just kind of they're just friends three quarters two-thirds of the way of the movie she just disappears yeah and you never see her again (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like well what was the point of having her in this movie i didn't even realize that they brought her back i didn't realize it was that character until i took a second i'm like wait a minute that girl looks familiar yeah that's the redhead yeah i'm gonna look this up and it was her the fucking redhead i you know i enjoyed this season it's again the show is a breezy watch it's like half hour episodes easy to watch it was so soap opera over the top that i was just fucking laughing yeah, and, I like. You know what? It's like, it, but it works. Like, it's so see, dead serious in this Miyagi verse universe, but it totally works. And uh, just how all a lot of the relationships were mended, a lot of the beefs were squashed. People got together, and then you had like the massive team up. Everybody is on one side, taking down fucking Terry Silver, like he's Darth Vader. And I also thought like some of the plot points were like really like really weak. Like I thought that uh. The kids going into Cobra Kai to get the footage. I'm like, he doesn't have the footage like <laughs> that. But security camera footage, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, why would he also keep the footage of him admitting like he's supposed to be on top of his game about all this stuff? Yeah, right? you'd so, think he yeah. would have deleted that. But yeah, it was, I mean, like, it's a convoluted get, fucking plan. Wait a minute, how did you get the footage? Of, oh, the footage of that is is her talking. Yeah, to, where he yeah, yeah, yeah he tells her that he paid the ref off. 
Miguel's right. little excursion to Mexico, uh, you just go, do we really even need okay, that? Okay, let's talk about that. Because, <laughs> yes, it, it, at the end of the day, it was entirely pointless. But I we need to see Miguel crying at I least just, three times. I, I love that season. he's looking for someone named Hector Salazar. How does he just find Hector ha- Salazar in the middle of Mexico in like a, a street fair or uh, a, a farmer's market? He, like he doesn't even do a ton of investigative research. He's just going, no. I'm looking for a Hector Salazar. And then he, finds one. I'd imagine Hector Salazar is as common a name as what, like Bill Smith, Mike Smith in America? Yeah. Doesn't he find two Hector Salazars? Like he finds one and that's not his dad. And then right. and then I just love how it's so cheesy. Like you think he Hector is a good family man and he's a good guy. And then all of a sudden, one little fight and with Johnny and Robbie wearing FBI female body inspector t-shirts. Hilarious. <laughs> one little fight and he's drinking. He pulls his gun out and Miguel's like, oh, shit, my mom was right. Okay. I, I don't want any more chicharron. I'm out. <laughs> yes, I'm out. I mean, I did love it. Give Johnny opportunity to kick a surfboard in half. That was epic. And that one surfer, that was Kano from Mortal Kombat. Did you guys catch that? Oh, really? Yeah, the guy with the long blonde hair and the beard was the guy who played Kano <laughs> from Mortal Kombat. But this brings <laughs> Johnny and Miguel together. And now, you know, I also kind of love how Miguel and Robbie, he made them fight out their fucking beef. And all, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that was nice. I almost kicked him over the railing, but then he stopped. It worked for me. I, I've been wanting to see the characters kind of just have a conversation and talk this stuff out. So I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't mad that they all came together. It just it it made the show a little bit more one note in terms of okay, we really know what the conflict is. Like every season prior to this, you kind of have been on the fe- you've rooted for both sides, right? And this season, they make it pretty clear that. Silver's side, other than the little kid, Kenny, Kenny, there's not, there's nothing really redeemable about those people. No, I mean he flies in like ninjas from Asia, right? All these fucking. That one dude has an eye patch. Why? And then that's Tyrone Woodley, Anthony. Tyron Woodley, Tyron Woodley, right? And the other dude was yeah. also a UFC fighter, I believe. There was another MF, MMA fight or a yeah. boxer yeah. in the uh, in the Mexico scene. Oh, really? Yeah. So. I mean, I thought some of the karate looked better. What did you think of how the karate looked? It was fine. I mean, we already, <laughs> we, like, we've seen it, this. It's basically this, it's just a little more revised, a little tighter than it was last season. Um, they tried to, they shot it so uh, Sam looked like she could do karate a little bit. Better. Yeah. She's <laughs> so, still um, my least favorite character out of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, she still sucks. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think. If they're if they're moving to in a direction where they're wrapping things up, it's okay that like everybody's on the same side, and they they absolutely have to end with this crease thing, like crease breaking out of jail. I was like, oh my god, all right, that's oh crazy. my god, this is so like improbable. <laughs> like the fucking guy like puts the fucking he tastes it. Like who tastes? He's like what? this is blood. It's jello. Like, if, How does this old man beat up two fucking guards and just walk out of prison? Also, was my other question. Well, that's it's been that's been well. He's no. he's had karate skills that have been that's true. Uh, very strange at his <laughs> age yes. for the entire show. Uh, yeah, he threw him. He even mentions that he got thrown through a glass window and not had a scratch on it. <laughs> like he says it, like when he's talking <laughs> to the shrink. I think I did think there were two scenes in that beginning of that that last episode where I went, "Oh, is this show?" Or three actually. I was like, "Is this show?" It felt odd. I, I almost didn't like it. And they had him get get uh, shanked in the yeah, beginning. I'm yeah. like. Are, are they starting this off with a death like yeah. like that? Yeah, I thought that was strange. Then I thought when they 
potentially killed Chosen. I was like, is this show? Yeah. And then they cut off Tyron Woodley's fingers, and I'm oh, going, yeah. what the fuck? Like, it was almost a step too far, but then both of those guys survived. I, I thought the Tyron Woodley getting his fingers cut off was a little like a step too far for the show. That, that and I'm like, I'm this. This is a show where a dude burns down another man's furniture store over karate dojos. I well, was like, fine. really? That's fine. That's fine. I was that's like, fine. That I thought was the most <laughs> extreme thing anybody's done on the show. Was I was like, holy shit, he burned down the fucking store. This guy is a fucking problem. Uh, but yeah, then it gets a little. Yeah, and chosen beats up all the guys that work for him and everything. <laughs> oh, like, dude, I love- like it. Was just there was some fucking shenanigans going on in this fucking season. No, but it, from the beginning, I love chosen going undercover and how badass he is, and like he flies in to beat up Mike Barnes when it was a misunderstanding. But chosen between that and him dancing and his drunken phone call to Kumiko. Uh, was fantastic. Yeah, him dancing was good. Him dancing was great. Them singing the fucking Eye of the Tiger was great. Oh, that was also oh, so good. good. Well, uh, it, it, my, one of my favorite things is like <laughs> when uh, the fucking karate like judge is like, he, they're showing him the watermelon kicks. He's like, yeah, you wanted to run to the top of the mob. It's like, the no! I, was like I love Rocky <laughs> There was so many well, Rocky they, they bond over Rocky Four. Yes. Yeah. But their training I, I looks was like great. Rocky Four, right? One side, Cobra Kai's all high tech, and meanwhile, these guys are all low tech, yeah, just yeah. like a Rocky Four. No, that four. was good. It's good Rocky Four. That, that was, that was good. I mean, just, you know, classic 80s throwbacks. Yeah. I love. And then they did, if I can change, you can change. Yeah, yes, that, that. that's that line. It's just great. I loved when Johnny Lawrence gets served a White Claw and he goes, tastes like watermelon, took a piss. <laughs> <laughs> he likes them. He's like, these are great. He's like, this he likes sounds it. White Claw. That sounds badass. That sounds yeah. badass. <laughs> Eagle Peg and White Claw. Him being an Uber driver and just oh. always being late, delivering yes. the wrong food and having beer in the back seat, taking up the when he when he pulls out his dick to take a piss while he's driving and someone in an Uber, I'm like, this is this is this is great. It smells is great. like beer because there was beer, asshole. You needed like, you need you need more of that. Yeah, that, that was fun. That's the thing. I felt I felt that was one of the things. I felt like Johnny's character was a little. He didn't have really a ton to do. Yeah, like well, he they has gave to grow him, up at some point, right? But yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, they gave him the kid thing, yeah, so he's, he's starting to grow up. But yeah. they're taking away the things that make him a little right. I, I get the Eric evolution. I just I love putting Johnny in a capsule where he's a man out of time. Yeah. in two thousand twenty, acting like he's from the eighties. I mean, he's evolving. Him and Danny even are like friends now. They put their differences aside. Like everybody has uh, put all their shit aside. <laughs> Well, that's what this whole season's yeah, about. Yeah. It's about mm-hmm. moving forward. You can't live in the past. You have to like uh, move forward and like get onto new things and see what's in front of you. He, they say it a few times in the show as well. Mm, but um, you're right. Putting the past I behind, did feel yeah. the absence of Mr. Miyagi. That one scene where they walk into his room. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh okay, there's, there's a little bit of that in there. But uh, like one of my favorite things that they do, and they do it a lot. Um, is when they cut back to the original movies and like, and that, that always, for some reason draws me in. I'm like, okay, now I'm like fucking locked on to what's going on because they're calling back to the movies and they're kind of mirroring it or, or juxtaposing it in some interesting way. And I think that's when it shines the show. Um, yeah, you're right. I can't stand Dimitri. Dimitri's kind of annoying. Yeah, I don't know why any girl would fuck him. Dude, his, he's got like the hottest girlfriend too. Not yeah, at all. Hawk was pretty cool, but yeah, Anthony, you said the kids kind of felt like they were sidelined a little. I guess like Hawk, and they didn't really get to do much except for Kenny, who I love Kenny's arc because he goes from being the kid that was bullied to becoming the bully. 
to then realizing he was lied to, and now he, I don't like. What does he do? He's lost, kind of at the end of this. I mean, the kids all kind of had their own thing going on, right? But it wasn't all that tied to the main story. Like the only things that really were tied to the main story from the kids were Kenny and Tori. Really, yeah. You know, Sam and Sam and Miguel are off and on again. And it's getting kind of tiresome that they keep going on and off again. <laughs> They're back together at the end. Yeah. R- Robbie doesn't really have anything to do this year. Yeah. He just kind of is there. Yeah. You know, Hawk doesn't really have anything to do. There's just this season didn't really have a lot for the kids. Even Lapusso didn't redeem himself. Lapusso <laughs> just like oh, held yeah, the Lepuso. computer at the end. <laughs> well, like, they uploaded. Yes. And they protected yeah, like, him. Big the, fucking yes. deal. Like, great job. He's kid. like, I got the Wi-Fi. You still sh- <laughs> they call him shithead because they fucking put his head in the toilet. Yes. Oh yeah. In a oh, shitty toilet. In, in yeah, a yeah. shitty toilet. That was amazing. <laughs> Terry Silver's big plan is to win this international the Sakai Takai. The Sakai Takai International Karate Tournament. So that's what's going to culminate. It's going to the end. Hopefully they end it. That's it. They got to end it in this big fucking televised tournament that's global. Miyagi Fang, which which is what they should call yes, it. What should the name be? They got to come up with a combined it's gotta name. Be Miyagi, Miyagi Fang, Fang is yeah. a cool name. I think someone said it. I think the fucking uh, what's someone his name? Said it, yeah. Stingray said it. Miyagi fucking Stingray t- comes around. Oh, my, my, one of my, I, although Stingray is kind of a eh character, yeah. I did like when uh, don't don't interrupt him, Ron, because I know you like to fucking take <laughs> steel thunder when. LaRusso is getting about to get uh, confront these guys, these guys on the road that are about to kick his ass. Stingray pulls up in the car, opens the window and goes, Danny, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> what about when he puts his sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I always wanted to say that. <laughs> come with me if you want to live. He's driving with the sunglasses on and he said something. Uh, what did he say when you put you? you, you um and he's got Johnny's Whatever. car, which is awesome. He's got the fucking badass. Well, Mustang. I just love when the show, when the show, as Rugs mentioned, when they do the callbacks or they, they, they still honor the stuff in the eighties. You, you could tell that these writers grew up in the era, loved those films, and are still trying to incorporate that stuff. I think that's great. The final battles are also crazy, right? Because first you had it's too much going on. Terry and chosen Terry Silver and chosen fighting with fucking weapons with a katana. That was great because it was just them two yeah. and. Mm-hmm. And the and the fight with Danny against Terry and then was good Danny too. Danny and Terry, and then Danny Larusso uses the kind of the dirty tricks he learned from Terry. Was it from Terry Silver in Karate Kid Three? Uh, and then finishes with the crane kick. Oh, I was dying. Wait, we've waited five seasons for him to do the fucking crane kick again, <laughs> and he fucking does it to Terry Silver. It was amazing. That, po- that was hit him with that trophy, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> holding that trophy and he kicks him through the pocket shelf. But what was it where he's like, if your opponent can't see, hear, if you can't hear, if you can't see, you can't fight, yeah. if you can't hear it. No, if you can't I per- walk, it, you can't, oh, if you can't walk, again. right. So then he takes his leg out. You can't walk, hear, or see something. But fucking got him. So who's going to lead Cobra Kai at the end of the season? They are leaderless. Is it Crease? Well, Crease is going to come back, and they, but can Crease is a fucking fugitive. He can't. He's got to leave the country. Yeah, I don't know what where I don't know where Cobra Kai stands. I mean, Silver has a ton of money, so he might get himself out. Yeah. I'm just wondering what what they do. It's clear that they're going to make make this a global thing with the Sakai Takai and, right. and ramp up the stakes with this next tournament. Yeah, I'm just wondering what else they can pull from, or if they're just going to create new villains, <laughs> which Swank. I don't mind either. I, I would I'd, I'd be down to see some international villains. 
I think that Cobra Kai is dead, right? Yeah, dead in the so water. Okay. I think that Kreese isn't going to resurrect Cobra Kai. I think that his whole thing was is he's going to try and fucking get Johnny back out under his under his spell because he keeps talking about him like he's his son, yeah, like they never had. So he's going to try and worm his way into Johnny's life, and then uh, that's going to cause probably the rift, and then. Uh, it's going to be Danny fighting Johnny again. They're going to go back to that well for the millionth time. Oh, you think they're mm. going to turn that around? Yeah. See, what they need to do is they go into Sakai Takai. They have a couple kids in the tournament, and there's this international Asian kid that's that's pretty fucking big. And he stomps one of the he stomps out uh, he stomps out Hawk's head. Oh, jeez. And and we have and we have. Uh, we have uh, Miguel going. Oh no, no! <laughs> we do it straight blood sport style. Yes. We just rip off blood sport. <laughs> that, oh, this oh next God, that would be, be great. <laughs> get a bit like a young Bolo, young type. Yes, yes. Or you, could, or you could just rip off best of the best. Yeah, you got kids in a tournament. Yeah, just just do a blood sport best of the best. Throw a little Combo. Karate Kid spin on there. I like that. You know, Anthony, just, I, I think like that. that you're a genius. I like that. That's amazing. Because <laughs> they're definitely, I mean, there's going to be another season. That there. would fucking work. There may be even two more seasons. Because I don't know what else you could pull from from Karate Kid lore. Yeah, Unless you're going go to go next stop. Karate Kid. They need to Hillary stop. Swain you, can't, you can't do hard. next Karate Kid, Hillary right? That's, that's just a horrible it's movie. It's part of the Miyagi-verse, though. It's, she exists it in the Miyagi-verse. You bring Hillary Swank I would, back. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought back Hillary Swank. What? Who's the villain? The villain is uh, what's his name? He's a famous actor. I don't even know. Oh, in that one, the, he's an old Michael Iron- Ironside. Oh, Michael he's Ironside. Dead. Yep. Michael Ironside. Oh, he's dead. Fuck. Damn it! No, Michael Ironside is dead. God damn it! Uh, Why'd you have to die? But that is Miyagi first. Speaking of dead Cannon. people uh, and uh, weird shit that they do, did you see the deep fake? And not that Johnny's dead, but that's what they would do with dead people: deep so fake. There was a oh, that was an amazing deep yeah, fake. That when he Chris was hallucinating and uh, when he's talking to the shrink. They do a deep fake John, young Johnny Lawrence. Way better than the Stallone deep fake in, oh, yes. in, uh, in Samaritan. In Samaritan. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that looked pretty good. That's like yeah. probably a quarter of the budget. Yeah. It looked really good. I was like, oh, my God, that's that's him. He looks great. That's the thing. This show is so low budget that they could keep making this for years. I mean, for it's, it's running out of steam, though. But I don't want them to because I don't want it to be like where it becomes so bad it's unwatchable. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck Cobra Kai. You don't want it. And with that stench no, on you, no, you, you want to go out on a high note. I mean, for a Netflix show to go five seasons is like rare. What happened to Game of Thrones? Like, yeah. it just went out and everybody's fucking was shit. I mean, it. I'm still in with Cobra Kai right now at the end of this season. I fucking I dug it. Give me well, more. Should we discuss what they're doing? Because it might not be a season six if we're if we're going to follow the news here. Yes. Before we do that, I do want to mention I love Chosen revealing that he was in love with Kamiko right the whole time, which oh, yeah, made me yeah. think. Danny Lawrence in two movies stole two dudes' girlfriends, and that's why they hate him. And so, but they weren't dating; they he weren't, was just obsessed but, uh, with her. Yeah, but still, the, the one thing I did want to see that Chosen didn't get to do. Yeah. I mean, I guess getting, having Danny Larusso beat Silver and have his moment because he did get his ass kicked by Silver yeah. in earlier the season, and he was pretty much tormented by Silver in Karate Kid Three. I was hoping when Chosen was fighting Silver that they would beat each other to the death. <laughs> he'd have him on his knees, and he go. Live or die, man. And Silver goes, die. And go, wrong. And tonks his and nose like he got honk. in the Karate Kid Part 2. <laughs> he gets to do it in that time. I would have liked to see that. Dude, Chosen, Hopefully they get to do that Chosen held a knife to Kumiko's throat. 
in yeah, that I mean, movie. Karate Kid Part Two is is it gets pretty serious. Yeah. He wants to kill Danny. Yeah, he was it's kill life him. and death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole timeline is honor it's not gone. a tournament. This one is life. This one's life or death. And for all of them to now be like huge friends and supporters of Larusso is crazy. Like I, that's that's fantastic. I love how they do that. I love chosen. I love that chosen. He's great. Wakes up every morning at like six a.m. and swims in the pool naked. naked. <laughs> now. <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, aside from the show. Just, uh, you know, it, has there ever been in your life a person that you were enemies with? Yes. When you were younger. That you have somehow yeah. re- reconciled to the huh. point and put it past you and moved on. Hmm. I mean, it's a realistic thing where, like, you meet your bully years later and you. Like, end do you up- think that's the, the thing that happens? I think or it happens. happens. I think yeah. it happens. Because they're kids. I don't know if you give. I don't know if ki- people get that many opportunities right. to meet their enemy again. Right. Right. That's the uh, thing. I'm trying to think now, but I could see. I mean, I could see. It's it's realistic. I could actually see because they were kids when this happened, and now, you know, you have a whole life, and now you have mutual. It's respect. happened to me a few times. Really? Hmm. Yeah, but you have to be. I think that you have to be in the right place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have like, if you're you, the thing is, it's like if you hang on to those things all the time. Like it, it kind of like poisons your oh, life in will, a bad yeah, way. It will eat away at you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's just weird. Like, you, cause there's sometimes through a twist of fate, someone that you think that you'll never see again, somehow gets fucking put right back into your life. Right. And you got to fucking deal with it. Well, that's it's like crazy. This whole show, this season was that it was like Danny, Daniel trying to come to grips with, all his bullies and past and the bullies coming to grips with everything. And like, that was this whole, the theme of the whole season, which is great. What about the nation? Do you ha- have you guys experienced? I'd like have, to hear. Yes, have thoughts. you ever made friends with your childhood bully as an adult? I want to hear these stories. <laughs> uh, so related news talking about the future of this franchise. This story just came out that Sony who owns, I guess the Cobra Kai, I mean the karate they kid do. franchise, right? The Sony stuff. They have just, I guess, to five years after this show becomes hot to take advantage of the momentum, they have set a Karate Kid movie Way to for go. summer of 2024. Oh, shit. There's not a lot of information about it aside from them saying it is the return to the original Karate Kid franchise. However, the creators of Cobra Kai have said it's John Horowitz has confirmed that he knows nothing about this. And as far as he knows, mm. it is not connected to what they're doing. So they did this with Will Smith's kid. Yeah, what do you, it's not, but they said it's not a reboot. It is going back to the original. If it's in the Miyagi verse, I don't know if this is what movie are you making? I don't know if this is a good idea. Like what, what are you going to, yeah, that, that seems like a very stupid idea yeah, it doesn't to, seem to smart. make a movie and not take advantage of the fact that, this brand is hot and to not include those characters. That how do you possibly really do it? Unless I don't really understand right? how unless, you, unless it. you ignore, unless you completely ignore the last six, seven years of what the, what got the fans back into karate kid. That just seems idiotic. I saw one thing somewhere. I couldn't find the story. Somebody mentioned that. Could it be like a split timeline in the Miyagi verse? And that's how it's you can keep it separate from Cobra Kai. But that's that's dumb. You want William Zabka, you want Johnny Lawrence, you want Ralph Macchio back. And if you're doing a Miyagi verse sequel, yeah, or I don't know, dumb. I don't know. So I mean, Sony. If, they, you, they, they, if you do a prequel and you do 
if you do Mr. Miyagi's story. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, you oh. could. They're do not going to do that. That's too smart. You could for do them to a do. young Miyagi story. It would be like oh, an, yeah. you know, it would be it would be centered on you know it, his father and Sato and that whole thing that yeah, we never got to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. But the, yeah, but I when I I didn't see the second article that you posted yeah. about it, but not getting connected. Now I'm like. Why would you do Why, this? I don't know. Why? Well, how would you resist? It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But do, you, do you want to fuck with Miyagi, though? Like the, he's like the best character ever. Do you want to fuck with his, you know, yeah. do you want to take a chance at being the person that fucks up his origin? I don't know. That's a tough one. They also, when they announced this, they pushed back Craven the Hunter by seven months. It was going to hmm. come out this January and is now coming out next October. And they push back Madam Web to 2024. Well, if this if this is true, then this pretty much seals the deal that there is going to be a Karate Kid or Cobra Kai season six. There is going to be a season it's, six, I think, absolutely. And yeah. I think they have plans for even more. But there's definitely oh, another. They got to stop at six. That's it. <laughs> I they thought got, they, you got, know. they got to. They got to. Please stop at the next one. You teed it up. We got the fucking big Kumite coming. Yeah, we got Kumite. We got Priest back. Just fucking let's tie it up before fucking Danny is like decrepit and he can't even walk. Dude, and then Ralph Macchio Priest, still looks great, though, for his age. Somehow this dude 60. doesn't age at all. He ages like Tom Cruise. Right. Jesus. Uh, I wouldn't say he doesn't age. Well, he, looks, he looks considerably older. He looks than he older, but he's kid. still in fairly like very similar shape, but he was baby face. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, he's old. He's not Johnny, is it Johnny 62 or is he Johnny's younger in good than shape. Johnny looks good. Johnny's I think Johnny's shape. a little younger. I think maybe he's in his How about 50s. penis breath out of nowhere just being a fucking traitor at the end? Yeah, that, that was, was kind of shoehorned in. And then they call him penis breath too. <laughs> yeah. Like he's still a gay called penis breath. <laughs> he's like, stop calling me penis breath. I didn't see that coming, but I was like, all right, whatever. They need a reason to get the fucking fight going at the dojo. So it's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good reason. Why not? Uh, no, but I love I love how it ended. I love, I love the fucking right. fights. Let's fucking rate this okay. shit. We fucking talked about it. Rated, we, rank we it, I guess, against think. the other seasons, if you can remember. I don't. I can't remember the other I seasons. I only remember the finales. <laughs> yes, I'll say without having rewatched every season, which I'm not going to do. Yeah, I would say this one was ranked last for oh, me. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. I still think it's a seven out of ten okay. season. Okay. But I'm with Rugs. I think, I think the the way they left it, you obviously have to do one more season at yeah, least. Yeah. But I I think they are running out of steam. I think you could probably pull from Next Karate Kid just because that's the last one in the universe that they haven't pulled from. Um. But I would like to see them start to try to wrap this up. And I'm very disappointed that they're going to make a movie not in, make a movie off the back of this fucking series, but not include this. Have not have anything to do with this series. That just makes no sense it's to me. Sony, so. are you surprised? Yeah, I guess not. They yes, they made more. Yeah, they this. don't give a fuck. They don't know what they do. Okay, so seven out of ten for you. Okay, Rugs, what about you? Yeah. I pretty much agree with Anthony. Um, if it's not the least favorite, it's tied for the least favorite season uh, with the one before it. Um, I mean, I like. I, look, it's. As I said, it's Cobra Kai. It's fun to watch. It's definitely easy to watch. You have a great time watching it, but you do start to see that like there's a lot of characters. There's a like really yeah, so many characters, and they <laughs> yeah, spend yeah. so much time bouncing around, yeah. and then people flipping back and forth. It's like 
starting to feel like a telenovela or something. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> it so, absolutely is, though. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah so it's like, you, you know, like, let's like go out with dignity because there are some moments in this <laughs> that, that, you know, even in this season that got me into the feels at some yeah. points when they were. Yeah. But those those moments are few and far between. And, and there's a lot of me groaning going, who's writing this? Like, are, are they fucking slipping a little bit? Like, yeah. why are they doing this? But um, I still enjoyed it. I'm going to say seven as well. And uh, yeah, that's what I think. I think it's definitely worth a watch. And they got to end it next season. And that's it. Like, I'm giving you one more season. Like, uh, before you start tarnishing this, what you've made, this great thing that you've made. I mean, I still like I'm smiling the whole time I watch it and it makes me go, oh, shit, at great moments. Chosen was just fantastic this season. Uh, and I agree. We didn't get an all valley tournament fight. But if you end it next season with like the international tournament, that's a great place to end it. I liked it about the same as last season, which I can't remember, but I'll give it a seven and a half. It's about as good as last season. Uh, Terry Silver is great. His manipulation is great. Yeah, Terry Silver and Chosen are the MVPs. Absolutely. Like, they really fucking carried this. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, Mike Bar- I did enjoy Mike fucking Barnes coming back. They didn't use him enough. He got he, knocked out for like the whole yes, entire yes. thing. That's what I thought, too. Yes. I was like, why use him more? They should have used him more. He was fucking. He's the elite. bad boy of karate. More. I Come want on. him to start a dojo next season because he's got nothing now. And he's pissed. And maybe he I just wants- I love the line where LaRusso's some, something along the lines of we're drunk. And by the look in Barnes's eyes, he's on something else. Yes, I don't know and what he you guys on. are all heading over, and they're all like, "Yeah, we're gonna head over in this stretch Hummer to, to uh, Silver's you know, house and break in." One, one actually smart thing that they did is that he they had Barnes steal a Rembrandt. Oh yeah, and that Rembrandt yeah. is actually missing. Yes, uh, yes, that is a the, that Rembrandt was stolen, and it's never been recovered. Yeah, so, so that's the one that he that's had. That. So that's kind of like a nice little yeah, Easter egg there. Harry oh, Silver know. stole it. So if Mike Barnes needs money, he can possibly fence that Rembrandt. Uh, if he pawns it for cheap, he can get like 500 grand. Yeah, he'll be set. So he's got some money. Terry can pay for good lawyers. He could be out like at the beginning of next season. What is well, Crease going to do? What's interesting about Silver's character is that actor is about the same age as LaRusso. Yeah. But he's supposed to be... A comrade to Crease. Crease. Yeah. And Crease's character is like 18 older eight, in real life, about 18 to 20 years older oh than those God. guys. Oh my God. So Silver's trying to age himself up oh. to look like Crease, even though he's about the same age as Lawrence, LaRusso, and uh, Chosen in real life. The white hair does it. He looks. It's the white hair. Yeah. He looks older. He looks Crease's age. Uh, yeah, but. I mean, it is it is a feat to try and shoot these old bastards <laughs> doing karate. Like karate and make I it mean, look they, they're doing everything they can. They're doing every uh, trick in the book. Yeah. yeah, they are. Shot from the back. You know. I mean, you, you knew they were doing every trick in the book when they cut to Kreese's fighting in jail and they cut to a version of him as a younger guy fighting. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like, they're like, we oh. have to figure out how to do this. <laughs> yeah, we, we're like, they're like, he's 78 years old. We can't, He's probably should be in a wheelchair so we can't have him throw I mean, a roundhouse kick that, anymore he, he beat up that big dude who just became his bitch and made him jello i was like really okay wow Chris is badass i guess yeah, he, be- he becomes the kingpin in jail yeah it's great and i love how he's like <laughs> telling tori what to do and then and then she uh then she flips and he tells her not to do it anymore whatever but she's like his undercover a lot of great undercover things going on uh, and even though, and I love, even though Terry paid off that ref in that last fight, Sam like be, beat her with precision kicks. 
uh, so clean. That was cool. I yeah. like that. She had to win it clean that he even he can say anything. And she gets it done. So both teams are going to the Sakai Takai. Cobra Kai has no leader. Maybe there's other dojos that get involved. Bring on season six, seven, eight. I'm in so far. You can do more. Six, seven, eight. But wow. if they end it next season, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, come on, Emma. But uh, <laughs> right now, unlike like Stranger Things, I was like, okay, you got to fucking end it. This, As Johnny would say, you got to leave well enough alone. This season right? was you probably, didn't want to leave it, it well enough alone. It was the most soap opera y to me, I think, this yeah. season out of all of them. So you can uh, see that. It's always been pretty melodramatic, yeah, to be honest. But like, I really noticed it this season when I didn't really notice yeah, it. Yeah, it was starting yeah. to wear out its welcome. There was a lot of times where I laughed out loud because the, the way they were handling these, they were treating things so seriously. Yeah. That weren't very serious at all. Yeah. I, I had to laugh all the time. And, uh, I mean, I love how Amanda is the voice of the viewer, where she's like, "I thought this shit was done. All oh, this just over karate. Come on, what are you guys doing?" Which is what everybody's thinking. Uh, but now she's on Danny. She she got turned to Daniel's side too. When she uh, with- everyone's team uh, Miyagi. Yeah. Fan. Oh, they're all on one side. Uh, everybody, and I mean that moment when they took their the Cobra Kai took their shirts off and threw them on Terry, and I was like, "Oh fuck, it's done. Cobra Kai's done." <laughs> dead they got him they got him <laughs> good stuff okay let's do some news from the nation find out what our listeners thought of the season it's time for news from the nation it's time for news from the nation it stinks it stinks it stinks Lovely resonance today, Rugs, on that It's one. all about the bass, my friends. Yeah, that was like a low B, I think. B That's flat right. over A. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you got you to gotta squat in a different <laughs> position. It's all about the that. acoustics. Yes. Uh, Justin Zwerner just comments, Mike fucking Barnes. Which is, I mean, that's what uh, Danny said, which is great. <laughs> he goes, Mike fucking Barnes. Jimmy Shia says, wasn't expecting the Olive Garden commercial or an appearance by Teen Witch. Yes, Teen Witch. John Bellotti Jr., best season so far. It was like Karate Whoa. Kid Infinity War. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Whoa, boy. That's fucking awesome. Big yeah. blah. That's really good. Yeah, he loved it. He loves the Cobra Kai. Jose Ibarra says, I'm only a few episodes in. On paper, a furniture store being burned out over some karate dojos. Seems like the dumbest, most ridiculous thing ever. In this show, however, it's so amazingly over the top. I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. He's absolutely right. Uh, and then Nick Shev says chosen still cracking jokes while suffering a katana gash to the back and the redemption of the one and only stingray made this season finale one to remember god damn this show is so great people love <laughs> this yeah it is they, i don't know it's again we've said well, it they enjoyed it i'm happy it, for them yeah everybody enjoyed it. We, they also enjoyed it we, yeah. we said it before it's better than it has any right to be and i love it it's yeah. easy to watch it's yeah. one of those it's one of those you throw it it's on it's a good time it's all you, it you throw it on and and the episode ends and you go, I could do another 30 minutes. Yeah. You're like, oh, bring it out. Yeah. You'll actually. Yeah. It's very bingeable. I just hope people take the lesson of like, if you want to bring back an old uh, fucking thing, this is how you do it. Top Gun Maverick is how you do it. Cobra Kai is how you do it. Not some of the other examples we have been given. Follow this. Okay. All right. Well, look, let's finish up with some. What are we watching? Right. Uh, we are up to. Oh, here's some spoilers for everything. Spoiler alert. We're up to episode Five of She-Hulk, I think. It's exactly in the middle. Five of nine. Uh, you guys watch this? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was really not not really much to talk about. 
Yeah, there's. I don't think we really even need to discuss it. To be honest, no. I what, mean, what even happened? I forgot. Well, I did like the idea. She got clothes. She, she got clothes, and she was being oh, sued. And they teased Daredevil at the end. Yes, that was it. That was the big tease. You saw his helmet from the guy. She got her name. She was being sued for using the word name She Hulk. Titania had trademarked it. It's kind of clever that uh, she would go and do this move, but then she got her name back by humiliating herself with her dates. Um, the dude who plays the tailor, though, he was uh, he's on the flight attendant on HBO Max. I like that guy. For some reason, I thought he was the kid, the guy that played Urkel. No, that is not Jaleel White. Oh. <laughs> Anthony, that's a different. This is a different dude. I've okay. seen him on other things. But yeah, the biggest thing at the end is you get a brief glimpse of Daredevil's yellow helmet. I, yep. I do have an issue with them bringing this yellow suit back because remember, Anthony, when we talked to your favorite person many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember J.D. Spurlock, who was the yeah, yeah, yeah. he is the uh, he uh, runs the estate of Wally Wood, the artist. One, one of the best shows we've ever done. It's an amazing Go back and show. Check it out. Go back. It's like in the early. It's like below a hundred. I forget what it is. And by best, I mean one of the worst shows we've ever done. <laughs> but J.D. Spurlock told us Wally Wood <laughs> came on and single handedly he saw that Daredevil was wearing a yellow costume and he was like, "This is the man without fear. Why would he be wearing yellow?" And ju- and didn't ask Stanley. Just made a red costume, redesigned it without telling anyone, and and changes Daredevil forever. And those Wally Wood issues are some of the best issues. So that always stuck with me. And it's funny they're bringing back the yellow suit because, yes, yellow is the color of fear. Why would you put the man without fear in the color of fear? I don't know. That's my only. Yellow, the color of fear. Yes, yellow. Traditionally, yellow belly. You say someone's yellow belly. Oh, oh, that's right, right, right. It's traditionally the color of fear. Uh, so. I didn't have a problem. I don't have a problem with the yellow costume coming back. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to make a big fuss about this. Yeah. But it it's very silly that Daredevil would have his costume made by this this <laughs> this guy. But they had a dude in the Daredevil Netflix show. Remember that guy who was actually yeah. But that guy was that guy was uh that guy was working for the Kingpin right. And yes. was doing was making him Kevlar suits uh, or something. Kevlar suits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that one kind of made more sense. This this is just like a random <laughs> fashion. Yeah, taking everything in the Marvel universe and making it stupid. Apparently, this yeah, guy th- though this is kind of stupid. He's known for making superhero co- for costumes for superhero. Like She Hulk walks in, and he's like, "Who are you? Yeah. You're not famous enough." I'm like, "Shut the fuck he's up!" Over the fucking internet. Are you kidding me? Like, what are you doing? Uh, who, who are you making suits for? Fucking all the heroes are fucking done, and they already have their suits already. So who are you, who was making suits for? There was nobody. There was one interesting thing. I love the credits of the show because if you start to watch the credits, you realize the story kind of continues in the drawn credits of the show, and you get additional moments of these characters, and it's great. It's a great idea. They change parts of it every episode. This one, uh, the internet picked up on this thing. The sh- there's a drawing of. Uh, the the lawyer with his Iron Man threes. That dude, remember, he's like, I'm gonna get the Iron Man threes. He's got a, so he's standing there with Ginger, and he's got a shoe collection apparently of Marvel superhero themed shoes behind him. These are loose watercolor drawings. But not only do you see our standard MCU themed shoes, you see a shoe for the Thing from the Fantastic Four for Deadpool. There's a Cyclops shoe, and so everyone is like, Oh my God, they're announcing all this stuff is happening. But obviously, it's just a little fun background. Easter egg joke, but I kind of, I kind of dig that they threw that in to drive people crazy. Mm. Yeah, I don't have much to say about no, this one. Harry. No, it was kind of a, this was like kind a of a throwaway episode. Yeah. yeah, I think we will see Daredevil in the next episode, or I well, think clearly, if, if, yeah. I think if you grew up and you're into Titania, which not many people are, <laughs> it's like the worst version of Titania they could have done. Yeah, there's a different version of Titania where sucks. She's selling makeup. Yeah, it looks like shitty makeup. 
Uh, so yeah. I don't know. The show is like I don't hate the show, but I just I am always flabbergasted to how much stupidity they have, <laughs> in it and how it's not. I mean, I understand it's a comedy yeah. and whatever, but I just feel like it just doesn't fit with uh, trying to like if it was its own thing and it wasn't trying to bridge the gap into the other universes and stuff like that, it'd be okay. But like the fact that it exists in the it's universe canon. is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I really liked the show at first. Now I, it's not that I don't like it. Similar to rugs, but um, I mean, there the the episode, this episode especially, is just entirely forgettable. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. And I, I don't feel like really everybody know changes going. personality. It's like at first you think that you know Jen Walters is this very capable person, and then she's like fucking this abject loser, like that can't get anything done, or like is you know whatever can't dress herself now, like. She's all fucking, you know, like, are you serious? Like, I don't know. I'm supposed to believe all this stuff. She doesn't know how to dress. She doesn't know how to do this. She doesn't know anything. has no fashion sense. I'm like, no. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. I don't get I it. I like kind of some of the behind the scenes photos that they put out of uh, Tatiana Maslany because of the one where she's twerking with Megan Thee Stallion. You see her. She's got uh, this whole mocap suit on and these cameras coming off her head. And they have these platforms they've set up that she walks on. So the sight lines line up. So everyone is looking at her doing the performance, and then they just put that in She-Hulk. Somehow. Yeah, it's well, fun. That's but, what it's yeah. supposed to do. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's her. 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 She's there. Okay. What about um, House of the Dragon? Where is everybody on this one? I'm caught up. Sucking good. Caught up. Everybody's caught up. All right. We're at the halfway point already of this show. I think that was there's five episodes, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently. That is. This is the last time we are going to see young Renera and Alicent. I'm sad about that. As those actors, yes, me too. Because I love the 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 girl Millie Alcock playing uh, Renera. She's great, and uh, Alicent. They're, they're both good. So the next episode, I believe, jumps ahead ten years or more, and there there's. New- I don't know why they can't just keep them there, but you know. they recast them with older actors. Um, this last episode had a wedding, and if you watch Game of Thrones, you know you should be nervous when there's a wedding. And it wasn't as bad as the Red Wedding. It wasn't good. But it wasn't good either. Shit definitely went down. So can we talk about this moment here? Spoiler alert. Because the whole thing, the whole linchpin of it. So, uh, yeah, there's a wedding. Uh, She agrees to marry this dude. Lenor Valerian. Turns out this dude's into dudes, and it's a marriage of just convenience, and they're going to be able to do whatever they want, you know, on their own with fuck whoever they want. But um, the monkey wrench gets thrown in when um, what's his name? Ver- the the bad guy, Nate, Matt Smith. Damon, Damon what, shows yeah, what up. What exactly happened to start this scuffle? I, I think that, you know, Sir Kristen saw Damon uh, all up on her and they all kind of like all you know, all both of them, the 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 guy that's supposed to be marrying her and Sir Kristen all go jump in. They're like, like, what the fuck? This is a disgrace. And a fight breaks out. And then uh, I don't know. Sir Kristen ends up beating up the the Lainer's uh, boyfriend. I, yeah. I, 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 I interpreted it differently. I took it as Sir Kristen was. Was pissed off that Lainer's boyfriend knew. Oh, because he and told was using yeah. that as like kind of making fun of him. Yeah, yeah, and saying we both now have to protect them with our lives. And Sir Kristen already was embarrassed because mm-hmm. he had proposed to mm-hmm. to to Rhaenyra. Yeah, let's just run off. And she said no. Yeah. So 
that kind of already he was already pissed off being there, and then that kind of triggered him, and he just he lost his he lost his cool. I don't I don't think it had anything to do with Damon and and Rainera. So you don't think, I think Damon he him. like it was it, it seemed organic, or did Damon orchestrate this to cause issues? He, no, I don't think yeah. that. it that. So it just happened. So it so happened at the same Crime time. Passion, almost. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it was just coincidence of what of when it happened. Because Chris, that's, that's the way I interpret it. Kristen, I don't know if it's true or not. Sir Kristen Cole's like, oh, you want me to be your whore? I see. Which I was like, that's not a bad gig. What's the problem with that? Look at this girl. But he fucking caves that dude's face in. And then the next scene is them getting married. And Laner is just sobbing as he's like, I do, crying about it. And then the fucking father collapses. Yeah. And then he, Sir Kristen tries to kill himself. Oh yes, but yeah. uh, what's a, Allison stops him because she knew. Right, she knew what was going on. Uh, yeah, there, there's a wedge now, definitely between those two actresses. Oh, those the, two characters. Yes, the whole scene where they're at the wedding and she interrupts, you know, uh, the King Viserys' speech and comes in as green, and they're like, "That's the color of war." She's upset that that she lied to her. Yeah. Right. Yep. What I don't happened. know why she's so. I don't know why she's so butthurt about it. Like, what does it matter to her that she's, you know, who she fucks? It doesn't. Well, really, but that got, uh, got her father fired. Also, yeah, got her father fired. Like the uh, the whole thing got her father fired, and and then he told her he got into her head. He's like, if she if he dies and Renera is queen, there's going to be a war. Your son is going to be on the front lines. Do you want that? He's like, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. So he's like, whatever you do, you got to get Aegon to be heir. So I think we're going to meet like the grown up, like Aegon, that Aegon Terror. Well, so what's the strategy here? Interrupting the wedding. Uh, well, it, I think she's just like- showing that she's not fully supportive of of this. Mm-hmm. And that uh, she's not necessarily going to be Rhaenyra's ally anymore. Because I think what she the game she was trying to not even play, she was just... Be- basing her whole entire relationship with her on their friendship. Yeah. And she was figuring, well, if I'm just friends with Rhaenyra, even if like she didn't intend, she doesn't really, it doesn't seem like she has any ambition for Aegon to be the king. Uh-huh. But if she's like, if I'm friends with Rhaenyra, then we'll be safe. Like, well, it's, we're still friends. Right. So it's, it's not like, but Rhaenyra, the, the, lying the, to her. well, like, yeah, she's lying to her. So that's a, tr- uh, already a big thing in their friendship. And, and her dad throws into her head that you know Rhaenyra is going to feel threatened by Aegon, and now Aegon's going to be his head is on the line. Yeah, so she's got to look out for her. She's got to protect her kid. Yeah, she's right. it, kid. They never established that she even gives a shit about her yeah. kid. So that's the part that like kind of lost me there. But um, yeah, okay, I can see that. The only the only thing that was a little meh, a little haphazard. Besides, well, first off, I think her walking with the green dress they needed. I needed to hear like more. They needed to build that up more uh, as like her outfits yeah. being something. Because yeah. when she first walks in, I'm just going, oh, there's one okay, line. She's wearing green dress. Yeah, there's yeah. one line. But they throw the line in yeah. there. Like I think they could have built up more. Yeah. But I think even though it it makes the plot more interesting for sure, Sir Kristen confessing to her based on the fact that they had a miscommunication and it, right. she was really talking about Damon. I was like, right. oh, this is a little. There's a little hap- like there's a little hello ham fisted. She would she would have she wouldn't have been so ambiguous about asking Sir Kristen if she was fucking if Rainero's fucking Damon. Right. She didn't even- you know, the way they set it up is like, oh it's it's she thinks he or uh he thinks she's talking about him banging Rainero, but she's really referring to Damon and it's just this big miscommunication. But I don't I don't I thought that was a little eh. Yeah. She does keep a lot of things she's very manipulative that Allison. It's like she keeps things from people 
See, I don't see that. I don't think no. she's very manipulative. She's okay. not, I don't think she was doing it like that. It was just a misunderstanding. Yeah. I think mm. she's legitimately, this whole time, up until that wedding, been actually a very pure character. And now she's realizing, because she's married and in the game, that this is a fucking Game of Thrones. I love how everybody's been playing this game from like the first episode, right? Like The fucking game is on... And well, I think I don't think the kids have been playing the game. I think yeah. they've just been acting like kids. Yeah, now they're going to be playing. And they're the getting game. caught up in the yeah. game. Because I don't think. So how do you think this is going to pan out? I don't think Viserys dies right away. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't, and I haven't read any spoilers, so I'm yeah. legitimately. I don't know how it's going to play out, which is why I kind of. You I say like there's it. one more episode before the no, time. No, next episode next, is going to be is the, like a ten year. So he's going to be dead. Well, he's well, going to be see. dead. We'll see. I may have. They jump ten years. There's no way this fucking leper is going to be alive. I may have watched. <laughs> I may have watched the promo and saw. Viserys still in there, so I don't. Maybe know. it's a flashback. Maybe it's a flashback. That's true. But he looks like he was—he was coughing up blood. That dude was not doing well. He's pale. I, I have to admit, after um, I am sad that I mentioned that Millie Alcock and the other actress are going away. And I have to admit, not this episode, but the prior episode, when uh, Rhaenyra and Damon are, are about to be the do the Targaryen thing and get a little incestual, I had to go online and look up how old. Billy Alcock was. <laughs> How old is not, she? 22. Okay. To, to not feel bad about the fact that I was oddly attracted to her in that moment. I mean, that that was like a sexy... <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I've got, I kind of like this it and I don't like it. It was a sexy episode because he gets... What a power move Damon does on her, right? He gets her all hot and bothered and he makes her take off her, her, her mask so everybody sees them and then he just fucking walks away and she's all hot and bothered and she goes, fucks Chris, to Chris Nicole. Uh, but I was like, why did he just walk away? But now when I think about it, I was like, that was a fucking power move. And again, he wants her back. Yeah. And he, wa- he wants to marry her. And she, you know, she threatens him in this episode. She's like, just take me, take me to Dragonstone and, and make me your wife. Why don't you do that? Like yeah, in front of everyone. Yes, they do. It's very strange. It's typical Targaryen. Matt Smith is uh fucking stellar in this. Damon. I mean, uh, you know, in that one episode where he took out the Crab King, like he didn't say a word. And he was badass. Like I, every time he shows up, He's I'm like, good. "What's he gonna do?" He kills. He's a great bad guy. Kills his fucking wife right in the beginning. Makes it look like an accident uh, to clear the way. Well, the thing is, like, he's he's a bad guy, but he's like, I can kind of follow his motivation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I can't I can't necessarily follow the fact that he wants to bang his his niece. But, is he the yeah. hero in his own story? Kind of, yeah, I, I, he is. He's yeah. he he reminds me a lot of Jamie. Yeah, in terms of of he's the hero in his own story. Lannister, he's yeah. the younger brother that was passed over. He's never been, you know, he he could never be the king, and he's been passed over in terms of for a girl. Yeah, like that's never happened in Westeros. Yeah, he's passed over for the girl. He's kind of into the girl too, which is kind of weird. Yeah, so it's just like this whole. There's a lot of things going on. He wants the power also. He was also. Yeah pawned off to be married be, and forced into a marriage just because of royal alliances. Yeah. Like, he's never really had a say in his own life. Yeah. He's a great character. I love David Targaryen. He's fucking phenomenal. He's great. He's great. So, yeah, I can't. I mean, the time jumps. I think he's, he's flirting with the little for, like oh, young black girl. The, yes. Uh, Lena's uh, sister. The, the what guy, are they called? What are they called? Uh, Valerians. Valerians, yeah. yeah. The Corleys. So he's Corleans. setting up a side power move. Where maybe I marry, yeah, I'll marry the sister, and then I'll be in. But yeah, the Valerians and Targaryens. Also, that was an interesting conversation about like if they have a baby, can we name him Valerian? And the king is like, yes, but then when he's the king, it's going to be Targaryen. They're like, okay, that's fine. That's a worthy compromise. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yes, that's cool. 
<laughs> I, I again, I haven't read any spoilers, but I, I felt like Game of Thrones never had a female, a queen, yeah, ruler, yeah, up until uh, Daenerys, so or up Cersei and then Daenerys, yeah. So I feel like we kind of know that what's going to happen, but I'm still like, they just wed old dude, old leper dude, Viserys d- might croak. Yeah, what where are we at here? She's going to be queen. Here's I don't a, know what's going to happen. House of drama, though. There's tons of drama, and I like it. Here's funny. We actually do know what's going to happen. This is something funny. Uh, Joffrey, if you go back. Don't, are you going to fucking say it? I'm not going to say it. I forgot okay. what it is, but okay, good. Joffrey, in a, like season three episode, lays out what happens uh, to the Targaryens and Rhaenyra in one line, essentially spoiling what's going to happen. And I did go and read it, and I forgot what it was. But... Technically, yeah, I, did, I did read it's, that. Yeah, it's been spoiled. Like they are, but will they? They can. Will they follow that? Will they? They may not. I don't know. But I'm excited to see these kids grow up, and the ten year time jump is going to be fucking interesting to see where everything is. Yeah, I mean, this is chronicling the the the. What I think they call it the the dance of the dragons. Dance of the dragons. Yes, where the Targaryen dynasty starts to fall apart. So they've yeah. been zooming. It's not supposed to be as slow-paced, obviously, as Game of Thrones was. Right, flying by. And the other thing that's confusing is there's a lot of characters named Aegon Targaryen in Game of Thrones, like several, ge- like from different generations. So, Because wasn't Jon Snow's name Aegon also, technically? Does he go, I'm Aegon Targaryen? Wasn't that his name? Yes, his name, he was Aegon. Yeah, everyone's well. fucking Aegon. They just name all the oh, kids Aegon. Okay, whatever. Uh, and then one other thing I just want to mention real quick, Rugs, you caught up uh, the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Yeah, what do you, I'm, I'm caught up. What do you think so far? Still still digging it? Yeah, I think I, it's nowhere near as as gripping as Game of Thrones. But as I said, it's a different show. Um, and uh, I do enjoy it. It is a little bit harder to get through. I feel like I, I feel like uh, more times where I'm like, okay, let's get this scene over with. But like, it's still... Uh, beautiful to look at. It has high production value. The story at this point is they're slowly like revealing. They just revealed the bad guy, Adar, whatever Adar, his name is, the orcs. Yeah, the guy who leads the orcs. Yeah, and they say so now you know that we don't know if he's Sauron or if this fucking guy that looks like or yeah, N- Sauron, Saruman, no Saruman. You talk about the guy who fell from the sky yeah, yeah. is either yeah, yeah it could be Saruman. Yeah. We don't know, but um, yeah, there's still like an air of mystery to it, and there's still like things that are. Uh, I mean the the makeup is amazing. Yeah. Like these fucking these fucking orcs look great. Like everything looks great on the show. So, like everything. You know what's funny is like the show full of fucking fantasy elves and monsters. I can relate to a group of these, especially last episode. I was like, oh. I can relate to this. You know what it is? It's the fact that the orcs can't go into the sun and they have to stay in the shade. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll burn. I was like, oh, I you know exactly where you're coming from, orcs. Every time I'm outside, I'm like, oh, this is great. Where's the shade? I'm just going to stand in it. They didn't really get into Numenor that much. Yeah. Like, even though they were there for a while, like they don't even talk about how people on Numenor are different than regular humans. Oh, they and are. They age I, slower. Oh, I didn't know that. Or they, and they, 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 they don't, they basically like the elves are kind of like immortal, right? Yeah. They can live for, they could die, but they, they usually just, they can live as long as they, as long as they don't get killed. Years, yeah. And when new, they, the elves and the humans uh, built Numenor that the humans that 
that stayed with them for some reason got the blessing of the Valar and they, they could like uh, live long lives and stuff like that. Oh, so they didn't like explain that. No, they didn't get into that. So I don't know why they didn't Maybe mention that. Back. But anyway, it's a lot of um, names and things and places. So I'm hanging in there. It's good. And I relate to the orcs. Stay out of the sun. It's not good for you. people. <laughs> There's nothing good. Uh, Anthony, well, it, yeah. It, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to ask Anthony if he watched anything else that was of note. No, no, because I was on Cobra Kai duty oh, yes, and I, I binged it in a week for, for, for the fans here. Oh, well, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Rugs, you watched some more things. That I watched also. Yeah, I, I, you watched Licorice Pizza? No, not that one. I haven't watched that. Oh, that's an Oscar-nominated uh, uh, movie. Who's in that one? Yeah. That's with... Um, that's one of the girls from Haim. No, Paul Thomas Anderson directed that. Oh, it's yeah, PTA yeah. and one of the girls it's from Haim, that band. One of the girls oh. from Haim and the, and the son of... Uh, what's that famous actor guy that was... Uh, oh, oh, Cooper Hoffman is... Uh, yeah, Seymour, Philip Philip Seymour, Seymour Hoffman's, Hoffman's son. son. Oh. How yeah, was and uh, curious. It, yeah, what's it about? I fucking I weirdly enjoyed it. It was a fucking weird ass movie, but I that's what he does. He makes weird ass movies. Um, it's like a, it's a, I think it takes place in the seventies, and um, it's just like this weird like this older woman goes to like the school because she's like uh she works for the photographers doing class pictures, and this kid who's like a child actor. Like, you know, a two bit child actor that he's like, he like does things, whatever. But he's got this like overblown sense of confidence and he like thinks he's going to get this girl. And because this girl is kind of like a nobody and just working like this stupid job, she like finds him interesting. He's like, oh, he's a young actor. He's like got things going on. So they start like hanging out and it's just like a weird, like he wants to fuck her, but she's just like, she's too young for him, but she still like leads him on and they start like getting, you know, doing stuff together, like uh, getting into business together and stuff. And it just, it's very like, I don't know. It was it kind of spellbinding in a way, wow. but with fun. Um, I don't know if Anthony would love it, but I think it's, or, you know, it, I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm, I I'm not that a huge it, PTA guy. I'll yeah. So, uh, so it was, it, I enjoyed it. So I think if anybody hasn't seen it yet, it's I think it's on Amazon. Check it out. Sean Penn um, and Tom Waits also in this. Yeah. Yes. Received three nominations. Uh, best picture, best director, and best original screenplay. Yeah, it's definitely worth year. checking it out. It's uh, I don't know why they call it licorice pizza. There's no re- there's no reference to licorice pizza at all. It just it has to do with some kind of uh some kind of seventies thing. I don't know. I like PTA movies. I mean, we talked about Magnolia, and he did Boogie Nights, and like he definitely has a style. Punch. It's indulgent. Punch drunk it's an indulgent yeah. film. There will be blood's a good movie. Oh, I really there will like be that. blood. I did not like Magnolia. The master. You didn't like Magnolia. No. Respect. We, we talked about it on the, the show. The cock. Yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Come on, Tom Cruise being Tom Cruisiest. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I gotta watch uh, Boogie yeah. Nights. I've never seen it. Boogie Nights is pretty good. I don't know if you. Yeah, check that one out. Why not like Paul Thomas Anderson movies then? Overall, but he's got his own. I thing. think it, yeah. I think they're good. That you know, every once in a while, throwing one on, yeah. it's a different experience. It's not like it's an acquired taste, you know. But it I is, think it's good. It, it, I think yeah. there is there's definitely artistry going yeah. on for sure. Um, then the next thing is when we talk about artistry. Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Is it Gendy Gendy Tartakovsky? Yes, did I say it Gendy right? Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. The TV show. It's a TV yes. show. It's fucking amazing okay so just if you haven't seen it i might have brought it up in the past i'm gonna say it again um it's a show it's a cartoon about a fucking bar um, i guess not a barbarian 
a Neanderthal and a dinosaur who become friends. And uh, like, because out of really fucked up circumstances, they end up like sticking together and they fuck shit up everywhere they go. Every time that someone fucks with them, they go fucking ham and they rip them apart. It's great. And it kind of takes a turn where um, he, they run upon this girl and she changes the dynamic and, and the thrust of the whole show. And uh, this was like, I guess, the finale. Yeah, I, yeah, they really closed out in the second season the story of Fang and Spear, which is the name of the dinosaur and the Neanderthal. The other thing is there is no dialogue in this show. No. It is all done with. There is now. But, there is now. Uh, yeah, there's words, but it's be- all vi- amazing visual storytelling through expressions and all animation. it is is like grunts and animal sounds yeah. and like sounds of people screaming yeah. and <laughs> in fucking pain that's all it samurai is. jack and a couple other things he it's it is gorgeous the animation is beautiful hand-drawn 2d and the story of where this ended is wild i maybe they'll come back and bring his kids uh he I know he, if he moves on, he wants to make like an anthology series, but he definitely closed out the story of Spear. My one criticism is they did that story, and I think Nick Chef mentioned this, uh, so I want to give him props, but I was also thinking the same thing. They did this one episode yeah. where they went back into where they went into the future yeah. and like talked with talk, a bunch of like philosophers talking about the nature of man. About being primal. And so, yeah. so, so they broke the whole like no, no talking thing. Yeah. And then they and they wasted episode on this. We don't need to see that. Like nobody gives a shit about that. It was interesting to watch in its own that way. Was really like, weird. I would rather have had another episode of Spear because yeah. that seems so rushed. That ending. Yeah. Well, you had that dude Vidar, the Viking guy that was hunting them, but then the whole Coloss- Colossus three part fucking thing that ended too abruptly. Oh, but them finding them uh, this giant boat that's a palace by with that's led by this Egyptian warlord queen and then they get uh, uh they get sucked into just going around and 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 rampaging people and killing everyone for them and they finally escape from them and there's a lot about there's a lot about slavery and being about slavery. Yes, back and, then yeah and how like yeah you just take people and force them to do whatever you want and find something that you want it's so bloody it's so violent they show everything and when like fang eats people it's great it's such a great show it's it's such a great cartoon <laughs> yeah and I turned the last episode on and it said, uh, you know how they give you the warning, like the trigger yes. warning of like what what you're going to see is that sexual situations. I'm like, is Spear going to fuck in this? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. And it's the most fucking disturbing yes. sex scene that could ever you could ever imagine. I was like, and, is, uh, this, is this happening? What is happening? Oh, wow. But that's the way to keep the story going in a way. I mean, that's primal. I'll tell yeah. you that. Uh, highly recommended, dude. It is just fucking. I think it's gorgeous. I can't wait for him to come out with something else. Yeah, Genji Tark- uh, Tarkovsky's great. all of his stuff is really. Good. I love Symbiotic Titan. Yeah. I love uh, Samurai Jack. I love all this stuff. Even the Powerpuff Girls. They were great. And the fact that it's like hand drawn 2D. Did he do Powerpuff? I'm not sure. He might. I don't know. No, check out Primal. It's on HBO Max. You can. Oh, watch. he did Dexter's Lab. Dexter's That's right. You can check it out That's on right. HBO Max. It is fantastic. Uh, yeah. I also love the primal. Okay. All right. That's it for this week. Watch and or listener. We'll be reviewing Ugh. the three episode, much to Anthony's chagrin. We will be reviewing the three episode premiere next week. Maybe it's good. Who knows? We'll find out. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? At really rug boy on Twitter. Come by, say hello. Follow me. 
You can find that, all that stuff in our, at our website, jockandair.com, in the show notes, show description for this episode. Please share the show, tweet it, text it, post it, spread the word, Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd! Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll beep you next time. That's the wrong button. <laughs> God, I'm, no, I'm oh, fucking up. Geez. I really don't give a shit. I'm fucking up left and right. You don't. You really don't. Run up this I show. stick it up my asshole. What are we doing? Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm the one that's a deep read. Not funny. Jogging nerd. <laughs>